welcome to the Women in My World. We are brought to you by PureFlix and we are part of the Edify Podcast Network. I am so, so excited for all of you to be joining me today and one of the women in my world. You are going to absolutely love this conversation and this woman. Um, Her name is Lex Benedict. She is a dear friend and like I said, one of the women in my world. Uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of background about her and she she just does some fantastic stuff and there's so many things that I don't even know uh, that she's going to share with us today. But, but she is a narrative film editor. She's a cinematographer and a digital VFX artist. Uh, she landed in Los Angeles in 2010. She has been there for over a decade and she works on a wide variety of projects, which some of them today you're going to hear about are so cool. Uh, she's going to share with you about what she's doing though. She has worked on though several narrative, uh, documentary, short feature films, music videos, commercials, web series, and some of our favorite, uh, the Boylan sisters. She's worked on Switched. She just worked on their new movie, The Greatest Inheritance, and of course, uh, we get to talk a little bit today, hopefully, about identity crisis that we're working on together. But I want to introduce my dear friend, Lex, to each and every one of you. So welcome, Lex. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Sherry. Thank you so much for having me. Long time no see. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I wish you all could see right now. We get to look at each other's faces. Um, it's just so cool to see my dear friend. And we got to spend some time together in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, but I want to kick this off immediately because she is such, she's got such great information and so just some great stories to share with y'all. And so I think you're going to love this conversation today. But, um, you know, Lex, I always start this podcast out because I think it's so important for women specifically to hear how other women um, define success. And so I would love to ask you that question. How do you define success? Oh, wow. I define success by the community you have around you. Um, I turned 41 this year and I feel like I've lived a hundred lifetimes and I, I feel like in the last couple of years I've finally come into my own mm-hmm. and I'm, I am a anxiety ridden person. I guess that's why I'm probably an editor so I could hide behind <laughs> the computer and um, you know, the people in my life who lift me up and give me a safe space to be myself, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a Christian filmmaker, a woman filmmaker, um, a sassy filmmaker, <laughs> that uh, that defines success for me because I've had the same people in my life lifting me up and I meet new ones all the time. But for the last like five years, mm-hmm. I know that God's really solidified my path and what I'm doing is the right direction for my ministry because growing up as a Christian in the South in the 90s, there weren't a lot of ministries for women. You weren't really encouraged to be a minister and pretty much 
you could have a singing ministry <laughs> if yep. you're a woman where I grew up, which was great, except for I can't carry a tune and I hate being in front of people. So I, I don't even like saying the prayer because people are looking at me. Uh, so I didn't know what my, what God had in store for me. I was like, mm-hmm. you've given me all of this knowledge and you love me and I feel that love every day, but what can I do to love you back? And I feel like now for sure it's editing films in Hollywood. Uh, so that's success for me is the people lifting me up. I love that. I think what you just did was, I mean, that's something that I love about you. You are so raw and authentic and transparent. And I think that's what people are really longing for. And I love that you said that success, um, your community, people that lift you up, encourage you, and really help you to walk out the call that's on your life. I mean, that is such an important part of the process that we go through. Uh, There are so many people out there that can suck the life right out of us. And so we really have to be very aware of our community. Um, And I just love that. But I love that about you. And thank you for sharing that. I, I, I would love to talk a little bit about some of the things that you do because you mentioned you're an editor, you know, you mentioned just now about anxiety. Um, a lot of people don't know what editors do. They don't know, uh, the hours that you spend on a project. And, um, I always talk about film in a way that the editor is one of the main ingredients of the storytelling process. And without an incredible editor, you might as well, um, toss your film away because you really are the one to come in, round out the story and make sure that it is beautiful and well positioned so that people can watch it and just fall in love with the movie. But before we talk about some of that, I want to ask you, do you remember, because editing is a big deal and you don't even, you don't just edit, you're a cinematographer, you're a digital VFX artist. Do you remember the moment when you knew that the Lord was calling you into this profession? And and if you can remember it, what, what did that look like for you? And then how did you pursue your career? Oh, wow. So I always knew I was going to be an artist. God had always put it on my heart that the easiest way to communicate with other humans was to show them how you're human. Mm. And I didn't know if that was going to be painting or theater or, you know, this was before cell phones. So we didn't even have a cell phone to shoot movies at home. You had to have a friend who had a camera that his parents had or her parents had that you could borrow on the weekends and shoot (laughs) films with. So it wasn't until probably 2003 where I met my husband and he was at the Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland. And I was at Florida state in Tallahassee, Florida. And we met through a chance encounter and it was love at first sight, but he was a filmmaker and he made movies with his friends on the weekend at school. And I loved that about him because what a hard course load and then to still have time to be an artist when you're not in school for it. I was in school for, painting and um, art history and didn't have time on the weekends to do my own stuff. So he inspired me originally. And then once we were married, he taught me how to edit. And 
here we are. <laughs> so God gave me my partner in life and my partner through God taught me how to be a filmmaker. Wow. And then I moved to LA <laughs> and we didn't go to school for film, but if you beat your head against something for what is it? 10,000 hours, you become right. an expert mm-hmm. and I'm, the good thing with film is you're never an expert. Every project is different. Uh, I think that if you get bored easily, filmmaking is the career to go into because every project is a new puzzle to figure out. And it's almost like quilting, editing a film. And I come from a history of women that quilt. So I wonder if in my DNA, the filmmaking process and editing has come from them somehow. And God knew that. God just had to give me the material to quilt because I also can't sew. (laughs) (laughs) I love that, though. You so are, though, a visual artist because even in what you just said, I can totally picture God saying, well, she might not be able to do this or want to do this, but I can show her how to weave and sew something together to make it this beautiful work of art. And I love that because that's exactly what you do. You're so talented. How do you, I mean, with the journey, talk a little bit about the journey, because not only did you find, find your partner, you now are editing. I'm sure he was, as he's teaching you how to edit, you find yourself in Los Angeles, you're married, you're working. Talk a little bit about the journey and how you got there and, and, into into editing. I mean, that's a big deal. And a lot of people still don't know exactly what it means. Maybe that's the question. Tell us first so that every woman that's listening can understand what an editor is. So the editor is the last, it's sometimes people say the editor is the last writer on a story. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like the editor is the last person that helps the rest of the team tell the story in the best way possible after they shoot it. Mm. When you get a script, everybody can read a script and see what they'd like to happen when they shoot it. And then you get on set and making a movie is a miracle. Like every movie, whether you're Christian or not, has God's hand in it helping mm-hmm. that movie come to fruition. It's a blessing. It is a miracle to actually shoot a film. It's not about having enough money. It's not about having enough time. It's about bringing together the right people to bring that film to life. Yeah. And film has life. Like it has a soul in some way because it speaks to other humans. It's a medium that speaks to other humans. And so as an editor, I go in and look through all of the footage, the good, the bad, the masterful, and I piece it together in a way that is going to touch humans' hearts in the best way. And that is my job. My job is to help communicate to humanity the story we're trying to tell. Mm-hmm. D- which is such a great explanation of it. And I do believe you as an editor, um, an editor is one of the main ingredients for bringing to life a beautiful film. And I think that uh, without an editor, and especially somebody that is really skilled, 
um, visual weaving together the pieces. I do think so often that a movie can really die in the editing bay. Um, and, and so, you know, I love that God has given you this incredible, uh, vision to weave movies together, but you're also, which I love, and I, I would ask you, you're also a cinematographer and you also do the digital VFX artist work. Talk a little bit about that, those two things specifically, because a lot of people all say cinematographer or a DP and people go, I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about this. Um, but then you're also a visual effects artist and talk to me about those two things and how they actually have helped you um, as an editor. Absolutely. When I moved to Los Angeles uh, without a lot of connections, you have to take really cheap jobs or mm -hmm. learn several skill sets. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've heard the phrase predator, which is a producer, editor, uh, basically a filmmaker that does everything. You shoot, you edit, you do the sound mix, you do the color correction, you do the titles, you do the visual effects. So when I first got to LA, DSLR cameras had just hit the market mm -hmm. and they really changed filmmaking, especially for indie, independent filmmakers, uh, because for the first time you could use lenses without an adapter on your film camera that gave depth of field. And as a cinematographer or someone who is behind the camera, planning the camera, you're using your taste and your life experiences to tell a story through that camera. It's very important to have that skill set under your belt, whether you're a filmmaker, whether you're a director, whether you're an editor. Um, I think it behooves anybody who wants to be a filmmaker or an editor or director to try their hand at everything. You mm -hmm. should edit a scene. You should shoot a scene. You should direct a scene. You should take an actor's cl acting class so that you know how to speak to actors. Uh, a lot of times I meet people at networking events and I'm like, what do you do? And they're like, oh, I'm a director. And I'm like, what have you directed? They're like, well, nobody's given me a chance yet. And I'm like, go home. Pick up that iPhone. <laughs> Direct your dog and cat, do the voices, edit them together, put some graphics on it so that when you do hire your team, you can have those important conversations with them and you're not waiting on anybody. Yeah. So I became a cinematographer because I didn't want to wait on anybody. God was like, you're here, you've been here, you know you can do it, just be brave. Mm -hmm. And so I bought a T2i, which was the cheapest one, the cheapest DSLR camera, and I taught myself how to shoot with it. And soon I was doing EPKs and music videos and short form content to kind of like cut my teeth on it so that when I did start to edit, I could have conversations with my director and my director of photography so that it was a seamless process, the filmmaking process, once we got into the edit. Because I see you. I, I know how hard your job is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trying to step on that. I'm trying to uplift you. And by learning how to be a cinematographer, shoot on cameras, I became a better editor. And now with the VFX, it just, with After Effects, which is a premier Adobe, which is an Adobe product, After Effects is an Adobe product, and it lets you do visual effects from your house. 
Whereas before that program, you had to have a huge visual effects house. And now I could do green screen on my own at home, or I could animate at home, or I could do graphics. Now, there were other programs before that. Apple Motion uh, was the first thing I learned on back with Final Cut Studio. Now I'm aging myself. But After Effects really let me go to the next level of filmmaking. And so now I know how to do a little bit of all of that. Now, I still prefer to hire people in visual effects that that's their love. Mm -hmm. I sometimes do it out of necessity. But uh, when it comes to teen girl sci-fi movies, it's my favorite. (laughs) You're all in then, right? I'm all in. 250 zillion percent. (laughs) Science fiction is so fun to make. I love it. I love it. Well, and those are such great explanations. And I love what you said. Like, I I really agree with you. And, and one of the things I want to encourage everybody that's listening is, first of all, I want to tell you all that it's never too late. You know, you have no idea what God is calling you into and or the skill that he has given you. I always talk about talents and gifts, you know, the, the talents you're, gift, you're born with and the gifts that God bestows upon you. And sometimes what has to happen is we just have to step out in faith and pick up that DSL camera or whatever it is, or give it a shot to create something. And all of a sudden we realize, wait a minute. Um, I actually, I'm, I really like this. I'm actually, I could actually do this. And I think so often, so many of us, you know, think, oh, I could never do that. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I'm really creative. I feel like God's really given me a, a good, you know, vision for things or photography or whatever it might be. Um, but sometimes what happens is fear, um, of not being able to succeed, uh, it basically, um, dictates how we will continue to move forward in our career or our calling on our life. And I know for me, people ask me all the time, they'll say, well, how can I, you know, get into the acting industry or what would you give, what kind of advice would you talk to me about with acting or, you know, with directing or whatever it is. And I'd say, go in, especially with acting and learn everything that you possibly can. You should know what your camera angle is. You should know what the lighting looks like. You should know what they're shooting on. You should know what the camera movement is. You should know the, you know, not that you have to be an expert at it, right? But you should know those things because it does become a way of communication. Same thing with directors. I love that you said that with directors. Go take an acting class because when you're able to communicate with your talent, the the conversation now has just heightened and grown exponentially and the performance that you're going to be able to pull out from them. And you're going to be able to encourage them on a level that you've never been able to see before. And so often we forget, you and I were just talking about this earlier, filmmaking, there's so many things that happen in it that's really technical. And when you're on set and you're moving at such a rapid pace, we're trying to work out all of the technical stuff and all of a sudden the talent's kind of standing there 
And it's, it's, it's a very hard place, especially for talent to be. So number one, learn everything you can. Number two, step out in faith, especially like jump out of the boat when God calls you or gives you a skill and opens the door, jump out. I love what you said about that. And I would encourage anyone that's listening to this right now, I don't care how old you are or what season of life you're in, if you want to check out editing, cinematography, digital VFX, sound, acting, whatever it is, if that's the call that God has placed on your life, step out in faith and do it. Just do it. Yep. Faith over fear and then experience. And it doesn't matter how old you are, you can go to YouTube and yep. somebody will explain to you and give you a little course. Like we're living in a time like no other. We have access to information Everything. that nobody's ever had access to in our pocket. There's no excuse. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I love that. And I think that's where we just have to keep encouraging. I loved being on the set of Identity Crisis. And and, and my next question for you is going to lead into that. But, um, you know, there were so many young women that were working on the set. And there were also women that had been on campus before. And they were so excited to see women that were actually behind the camera and doing other skill sets than just acting or makeup and hair, which are totally incredible skill sets in the in the moment but that they, they were able to see um you know we had irma who was one of our you know camera ops and and pulling focus and you know you're there with all the special effects and editing and you've got producers and writers and you've got this entire team that's doing great stuff which leads me to the now to say to you how did or here's the question how did you find yourself in faith-based entertainment and and with that, what kind of struggles have you faced while working in whether it's faith-based entertainment or in the secular world? Ooh, well, I actually, maybe I shouldn't admit this. I'm very <laughs> proud of the film, but I was obviously very green when I shot a my first Christian film. I was the cinematographer and the editor on it in 2012, um, and it was called Jessica's Journey. And it was a beautiful story about a young teenage girl who gets cancer and how that brings her family together, even though she does initially pass and go to heaven. Um, But it's about bringing the family together. And I thought that was very important to make. And I'm very proud of it. And uh, so that was my first foray into Christian filmmaking. And then I was like, I'm definitely more of an editor than a cinematographer. Not that I'm not proud, but it's just, I like being in a dark room by myself and my thoughts and playing with the footage in different ways and then sending it to the director and us having like a very heady cinematic conversation about how we can elevate it. Like that's what God has put on my heart is my path in life. But I needed that movie to kind of say, hey, I'm glad that you figured out how to do the whole filmmaking process. And now let's find your purpose within the filmmaking process. And and that was my me deciding that my mission was editing. And uh, I've actually been very blessed. I have had everybody embraced, embrace the Christian films that I've worked on. And I have had more people come up to me and say, oh, wow, I, I didn't even realize that 
Christians were this nice and uplifting. And I was like, oh, you must not know many of us. Because <laughs> oh, I have been blessed in my life. All of the Christians in my life have always lifted me up and looked out for me. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make content. I wanted to help make content that Christians could watch with their non-Christian friends. And everybody enjoyed it. I don't think there has to be a line in the sand. Mm-hmm. And it was very important to me to make stuff that I could watch with my family and my grandfather and starting to make Christian films really highlighted all of the wholesome content that I don't see a lot of. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of films that I might love, but I can't watch with my grandfather or there's awkward moments where I'm like, let me go get some more popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And while I try to watch as many films as I I can, no matter what the faith background, I I do love um, the Christian principles that faith-based films hold up. I think that we are in a new generation of filmmaking where uh, faith films are embraced by more people than we think. Because I have more people coming up to me that have seen Switched that I would never have thought would have given it the time of the day because it was a faith film. And they loved it. Mm-hmm. And it made them appreciate appreciate. Jesus a little bit more and because I I, you know you still get a little pushback oh you're making this faith-based film it's going to be judgy and I'm like oh no I'm never going to be the one to cast the first stone like that's not that's between you and Jesus when you get to heaven I'm not here to make judgmental films I'm here to make films that you know parallel the teachings of Jesus. <laughs> I yeah. want people to be on fire for Christ. I don't want them to feel lesser than after they're done watching my film. I want to lift people up in God's name. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that is so good. And I love that because I love, and you mentioned Switched. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about the movies that you you have worked on that are faith and that, you know, in fact, our Pure Flix platform you know, stream switch and it's become one of their, you know, most streamed movies. And if you haven't seen it yet, you guys need to see it and you need, you can watch it with your family and your kiddos. And it's, it's called switched and it's this incredible, sweet, but fun movie to watch. Um, but tell us a little bit about that because you've worked now on several of these projects. So share with us the projects that you've, you've worked on so far and what's new for you coming up in the faith world or projects that you're working on in general. So this, uh, we just recently finished filming Identity Crisis, which you directed, which is my fifth film with the Boylan sisters that they have written. And um, so recently, so we did Switched, which is now on Pure Flix, and we have The Greatest Inheritance, which is our next film that we shot last summer Mm -hmm. in Georgia. It'll be coming out in March. And I'm very excited about that. It is about a a mom passes away and all of her children have to come to the manor house where they grew up 
and she has hidden the will on the property and they have to work together to find their inheritance. And it's amazing. All of the, it's, you know, it's faith-based and all of the clues that she has are Bible verses that they kind of have to like call up memories from their childhood and be like, why would mom say this? And so they're working out their family problems as they're doing this great scavenger hunt, trying to find the will she left behind because, you know, moms know everything and they know the best way to get their kids excited. (laughs) But it's a beautiful film. It's going to be a beautiful message that I think every family needs to hear, whether you're estranged or not. And I just love movies that reminisce about childhood and are nostalgic and, Yeah, so I'm super excited about that one, and Mm -hmm. I just started editing Identity Crisis, day Mm -hmm. two, (laughs) but it's going to be fantastic as well, and I don't know how much we're allowed to give away about that one, but it is a sci-fi teen girl movie, and Mm -hmm. we shot that at GCU, Grand Canyon University in Phoenix, this past mm-hmm. month, and if you were a fan of Switched, you're going to be a bigger fan of Identity Crisis, I think. <laughs> I love, love Haley Mills and the Parent Trap movies. Yep. So it's just that same tone of like hijinks and comedy with a big heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. It was so fun doing doing this movie. And yeah, we're going to come back when we were closer to the release of it and talk more about identity crisis. But I love that God has pulled you in. He has made you this incredible storyteller. And he, you know, here you are editing and working on movies that really do influence a culture. And these teen girl movies are influencing a culture. They're giving opportunities to young women to and their families to watch something wholesome together that really does have a benefit uh, and a message behind it. I mean, I just, I had a convo today with one of my girlfriends and she said, you know, it's such a challenge right now to um, find anything to watch with my teenagers. I can't watch anything what i do watch i think that it's safe it's not safe or things that they keep wanting to watch are absolutely horrifying um and so i just love that god has put you in this place and i am excited that we got to do this movie together because i know there's going to be so many more um and it's going to be so great so i love that i i would i think i would ask you um lex how how would you encourage someone that's listening today or someone that you encounter um, to, how would you speak to them about doing exactly what you do or encouraging them to follow their dreams and entertainment or the calling on their life, whether it's editing or cinematography or acting, how would you encourage them? And let's say it's editing, what would you tell them would be the first steps um, to do? I think if you want to be an editor or be in the film entertainment industry, the best thing you can do is to go out and I know you've heard this before, but make a movie with your friends, with your family, anybody that's interested, put out a call on Facebook, on Instagram. You don't even have to plan. You could throw some ideas into a hat and pick out the hat. Uh, 48 hour film festivals are fantastic ways to meet other filmmakers in your area. And those are all over the country. And you basically get a whole weekend to shoot a story. It might be terrible. It's okay to be terrible. 
every project you shoot, every project you finish is one step closer to being the best filmmaker that you want to be. Every project you shoot, you learn something from, even if it's, I never want to do that again. If you're afraid to even put yourself out there, you'll never know what you're good at. And it's scary. And if you don't have butterflies in your stomach, then it might not be worth doing. Because this is hard. It's hard. Sometimes I pray to God, you know, sometimes I pray to God and I'm like, are you sure? Because this is hard. Mm -hmm. Like, there will be tears, there will be blood, (laughs) you will drop sea sands on your foot. (laughs) But, you know, once you have a calling, and this is your purpose, you can't help it. Mm -hmm. And how can you figure out if this is your purpose or your calling if you don't take that first step and try? And there's no excuses. Literally, every phone has a decent camera. Yeah. And everybody I know has a phone. So just do it. Trust in God. Have faith over fear. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That is so good. I, And that's exactly what you have to do. I think you have to just step out in faith. I remember people telling me they thought I was crazy. I went to Hollywood when I was 39 years old. And I was like, no, God has a call in my life. And it was really difficult. And it's still difficult. But I know without a shadow of a doubt, no matter what I'm doing or where I'm at, that I was, I have been appointed. And when he appoints, he anoints, and we just have to continue to walk through whatever storm it is. Um, and he, he's got us and, you know, our mission, it's like, I always think of, you know, 007, right? It's like, we are on a mission and it is not going to be easy, but we know that we are going to win the outcome, no matter what we are going to win. Um, and I love it. I love it. Um, I would ask you, how can people follow you and support you as you continue this journey, um, as one of the top female editors in the industry? And, uh, cause I know they're going to want to watch you and see all the cool things that you're doing. How can they follow you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at, at DSLR girl because obviously DSLRs are what kind of brought me to this moment in my life. And even though I still don't shoot as much on a DSLR, I still, that was, you know, so reminiscent and reminds me of where I came from, which I am still (laughs) coming and going to do more and am nowhere near where, uh, I want to be in my filmmaking career. Uh, I'm I'm very proud of what I've done so far, but I have such big dreams and God keeps giving me more and more of them and sending more people. And if you're not dreaming bigger, you should be. Yeah. And I'm trying to make this year the year of dreaming bigger. So hopefully you will see some of that on my social media on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, But yeah, also anybody can reach out to me and get my email and, if they have questions, I have a website, uh, lexrenders.com, and you can see updates on my work and trailers and articles, and you can reach out to me on there, and I'm willing to mentor anybody who just wants to talk to somebody that's doing it and share the ups and downs. I'm always available for a coffee chat. Awesome. I love that. I was just going to say to you, how leave us with a couple things. One was how do you serve other women? And that's exactly what you do. You actually mentor and share with others 
all that you do. And it's, it's so incredible to see that. I know even watching you at GCU and having conversations with these young women um, that were there and just how you were pouring into them. And I think so many of them left filled and hopeful, and they were excited to get out and try something that's been on their heart for a long time. Um, I'll tell you what, leave the viewers, because I hate that we have to go because it's gone way too fast, but leave the, leave the viewers, leave the listeners, because I'm watching you, but leave the listeners with a word of encouragement. You know, I always go back to the Bible, and my Bible verse for the year is Isaiah 61. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. And this is my year. I'm going to let my light shine, and I hope everybody else that's listening follows suit and lets their light shine, because God's got your back. I love that. That's one of my favorite verses of all time. It is absolutely, I always love telling people to shine bright for Jesus. It's like, that's what it's all about. No matter what. I get chills. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I'm just like, oh, I'm so excited. Well, I want to say thank you first and foremost for being a woman in my world, encouraging me, uplifting me and inspiring me. Um, You are one of those ladies that I just, I cherish and I am just so encouraged by you every time that I see you and hear you and just um, your energy and your love for others and Christ is so powerful. So thank you for being on today. Thank you for sharing um, just all of your knowledge with the listeners today and I hope that you come back and get to talk about identity crisis uh, with me here in the very near future. We'll do a big roundtable of all the ladies that were part of this project. Um, but I, I just love you, and I want to say thank you um, for being with us today. Thank you, my beautiful friend, and for always lifting me up and getting my back. You're one of those people that God sent in my life, and I feel very blessed to know you. Awesome. Well, I love you, Lex, and I am so encouraged. Um, I hope that each and every one of you today that's listening is encouraged and uplifted and empowered to go out and do something that maybe you've always dreamed about doing. Get out there and uh, find other women in your world to encourage, influence, and help to activate you in the call on your life. I want to just share the Women in My World was brought to you by PureFlix, and it's part of the Edify Podcast Network. So you can download that at Edify app in the App Store. Uh, make sure you guys listen, like it, share it, check it out, and encourage all of those around you. Have a good one.